Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Hello and welcome everybody to No Run Zone. No Run Zone, even, on First and Fifteen podcast. Uh, this is a show brought to you um, by, by Andrew Gamble, that's myself. Um, currently challenging our editor, Claire, to uh, edit out all the coughs and splutters that I've got going on for me whilst in the corner of Kids dividing up my DVD collection. I've just got a cold, ladies and gentlemen, not the coronavirus. Um, with me today, I'm joined by um, Cardiff Hurricanes and Great Britain flag footballer, Joe Cottrell. Welcome, Joe. Hello. Joe is also the saviour of British flag football, JC. First, with, his in, with the introduction of um, pulling the flag uh, and also being probably the best flag football uh, convention speaker <laughs> at the recent, most recent Basca. I'm not kidding you there, man. You were even better than me. And that's, I hope Kenny that's hears awesome. this. Oh, yeah, that's a little bit awkward. <laughs> Kenny was being... Moving on. Anyway, uh, we also got, returning, we have uh, Becky Rafferty, uh, star of Teesside Steelers, Black Widows, and Middlesbrough Accident and Emergency Ward. Welcome, welcome Becky. How's, how's, how's the leg healing, the knee healing? Getting there, getting there. She'll be back. Good, good. And um, now the biggest challenge so far for me is pronouncing Jimmy Holmberg's hometown. Now I'm going to give it a, a, a go, a Jimmy. Uh, Eskiltuna. Is that how's that going? Is that is that right? That's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I I hear the uh, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. That um, Jimmy has been the uh, coaching with the Sharks there since uh, 2016. He's also the assistant. Uh, coach uh, for the men's team at the uh, European Championships in 2017 and his current head coach for the women's team uh, since 2017. Welcome, Jimmy. Thank you. Uh, to correct you there, I actually resigned in January from uh, the women's national team. Oh, man alive. Uh, we cannot keep up. So what, what are you doing now then, Jimmy? Uh, just hanging about. Just hanging about. Okay, yeah. we've got an open... We've got the Opal series coming up soon, Jimmy. Yeah, that commute's going to be uh, uh, hard. <laughs> oh well, yes. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure they, they will be uh, back in work within within a few months, no doubt. Uh, much thought after coach. Okay, let's get straight into our first question. Uh, five is the current magic number for flag football, it would seem. Um, but what version of the game would you like to try? Um, other than the fives, um, let's uh, let's open up with Joe. Um, personally, I can't, I'm kind of open to anything. Um, numbers is kind of irrelevant. I've seen four v four be played. Um, I think I'd quite like to play seven v seven. Just widens the pitch, so true arm strength kind of comes out. So that's me out of the equation then. Um, I wouldn't mind laterals um, as an interesting kind of twist on the sport. I understand it can, you probably need to limit it to sort of like one on each play. But yeah, I'm definitely down for some laterals, get a bit of creativity going. 
Joe, that's rugby. <laughs> and I know you're a Welsh lad. I well, know you're a Welsh lad, but I, uh, I, I detest laterals. I've got, to, I've got to say. I used to play nine-on-nine semi-contact. That was a, a, a fantastic version of the game. I really did like it. Laterals were allowed, but... Um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, the laterals weren't used. There. I hate it. It's just rugby joke. Stop it. <laughs> we won't even talk about no, the results no, of the no, weekend. We'll skip that. We'll skip it. I was actually blagging that. I only just assumed we'd won. Um, I have no idea. I don't really follow Yeah, that. Follow no, me too. me too. Of course. <laughs> yeah, only, only when you're winning. Um, okay, Jimmy. I, I don't know if you've actually played any any other versions of uh, of flag other than the five. Um, have you played any other, or is there any other options that you'd like to no, try? There, there's no other option here in in Sweden, but I, I would I would like to try seven on seven because it would open up the defensive side of the playbook more, uh, different coverages, and uh, I think you could do a lot more uh, on the defensive side. So. Yeah, agreed. It opens way more for your playbook because with fives, there's only so much you can do without essentially just getting punished for being creative. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. I suppose I wonder. I wonder if it it, 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 it would be a challenge. And I think. Do you think? Do you think uh, coaches are up to that challenge at the moment? I think we'd have to be. I mean, we'd have to adjust, and I, I think it would be. Uh... Uh, it would be closer to sports that people have seen, uh, I guess. Five on five could be, yeah. uh, if you widen the pitch a bit more, and uh, yeah, you, you, then you could actually see how much speed we actually have in flag football, which you don't really see on five on five, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the end zone soon comes up pretty quickly if you've got the, the pace of someone like Joe Cottrell, perhaps. <laughs> Uh, Becky Rafferty, uh, ever fancied anything other than the five-on-five version of, of flag football? Right, I'm not going to lie. I didn't even know that there were any other versions of flag <laughs> until this conversation. But it sounds interesting. I'd, be in, I'd probably like to try the seven-a-side, like, giving it more space and more, like, further to win. Yeah, I think the sevens are the kind of the most common version in the States, uh, although it, it does seem from state to state, from city to city even, that um, they have different versions of the games. But, um, yeah, yeah, I suppose it, it would be it would be an interesting one. And I think I think, I think think the, the concurrence there is, uh, yeah, it would be an interesting uh, one for the coaching staff as much as, uh, as, much as the players. And, um, yeah, I think with a wider pitch, it, it shows, it <laughs> I guess, the, the athletes to be able to kind of um, show more of what, what they've got. Okay, that was fairly... Fairly interesting. I'll give you that. Yeah, you were interesting, guys. Well done. Quick one, though. Here we go. High-octane high octane offence or a grind it out? Um, Joe, we'll lead off with you again. What, what's, your, what's, your, what's your preference? Um, when, uh, I'd, I'd rather play in a high-octane offence, I think. Um, <laughs> but there's just a time and a place for each one. Um, there's a time for grinding out, clock stint or management I think is what coaches will call it um, or yeah. but I, if I had to definitively just choose I just choose high octane, uh, all the risk all the reward um, just kind of a bit more fun to play in I think yeah, yeah I mean it's interesting because I, I suppose you're um, 
a lot of your talk that you did on, on the conference, and then I've got a sense I'm going to mention this at least three times before <laughs> the end of the show. But you did you talk about about sort of it was very much about sort of um, managing a game. Um, uh, uh, you know, it, where it, I guess it, it, where the where athletes are fairly even, and uh, you did discuss that. So I I, uh, I, I wondered if the coach further find it out. But, yeah, I think. You can, like I say, is the time and a place for it, and ultimately you, you've kind of got to work with what you have. Um, there's no point in playing a, a defense that has a bunch of guys that run 4.3 40 yard dashes, and your guys run five second 40s. There's no point in trying to play high octane kind of offense where it's, it's all speed. Uh, a lot of deep balls, it's just not going to work for you. Uh, you've, you've just got to work with what you've got, ultimately, especially in Britain, where kind of your player pool is very much limited. Yeah. I, I just love the fact that you thought five seconds was particularly slow. Um, <laughs> I would have loved to five. If I'd have got to five seconds downhill, or maybe falling out of an aeroplane or a building, might have got five seconds. Same, um, I just need the wind. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, what's your preference, high octane or grind it out? Uh, as a spectator, I would prefer high octane. Uh, it's just more fun to watch. But as Joe says, it kind of depends. As a coach, it depends on what you you're facing. If you're facing a team that you don't want to have a lot of time on the pitch, uh, then you just grind it out and milk that clock as much as you can. But if you if you know you need to score points, well. You have to go for high octane. It's whatever you need to do to win as a coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't you find it? I felt. I mean, I suppose. I suppose the uh, one of the things I was thinking about when I advised this question is like when the actual opposition are so much better than you, and the satisfaction as a coach of kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, just finding those little holes in the, in the gaps in the defense and, and working your way up the field and. Um, you know, even with the adjustments as they defense just if you've got a smart QB, you can just look out those like those five yard gains and uh, the seven yard gains. Work it out. Yeah. I think there's a, a certain satisfaction in that. But but the, the greatest satisfaction is when you when you grind it out and you know it comes down to the last. Uh, uh, yeah, last. Uh, oh well, uh, who has the ball last really? And if you if you score on the last drive, uh, and you grind it out. That's just so satisfactory. Indeed, indeed. Becky, what's the, where's your preference lie? Is it the 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 high octane offense or the, uh, the the pounding it on the ground with a short West Coast style offense? I prefer high octane because I'm a bit of a glory hog. So when I'm playing, I prefer the high octane. Give me a ball in the end zone. It's hard to get it. I'll get it from there. But. <laughs> It's very dependent upon who you're playing, I think. If you've got a team who are willing to go out and do them, get yourselves up, keep going, no huddle. And if you've got somebody where it really irritates them, you take your time, you lose all them seconds, you get against yeah, them. Yeah, I must admit that's, uh, yeah, there's always a bit. Uh, moving on, uh, question three. Yeah. Okay, you've all had that situation where some when you're introduced to somebody, usually your boss at work, and they, they say to, uh, they find out they play flag football. Um, 
and, and you have to explain it to them. You've probably got a 30-second window before they lose interest or uh, patronisingly say that's nice. Um, let's, let's go. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to go, go with Becky. Uh, 30 seconds to describe flag football to your boss at work. Well, it's like tag football, but it has a lot more politics involved because it's got the American football team. That is exactly how I would say it. <laughs> wow, that was nine <laughs> seconds. That's pretty good. And uh, just the fact that, uh, yeah, yeah, well done. I mean, Becky just to, to speak for only nine seconds. That's uh, uh, that's quite that's quite something. If you've ever been in a, in a huddle with Becky, it's uh, that's quite a feat. Um, Jimmy, thirty seconds. Describe flag football to your boss. Yeah, I, I would say that's impossible. Because I would have to, I would have to spend like two minutes explaining why it's not rugby. Uh, but when they realize it's not rugby, then yeah, it's uh, it's like saying it's so oh it's American football but without the tackles, I guess. It's it's so hard to describe. Uh, so it's it's almost impossible. I, I I usually just lead with that we play in the highest division and we've taken medals in this city for. Uh, for four years now, and then they go, oh, that's great, and that's the end of the conversation. Yeah, that's that's a pretty that's a pretty good game winner. Yeah, I must admit, I think I suppose the, one of the big differences it's just just the, the, one of the it's a fundamental difference, I think. Whereas in American football, you're looking to overpower someone with physical dominance, whereas in like football, uh, you know, the, the, you know, taking that taking that fundamental element out of it, it does change it a lot. But um, yeah, I must admit, I often go with, uh, as, as Becky and both and Jimmy alluded to, um, if you know, I, I say the flag football, American football version of tag rugby. But um, obviously, if they don't know tag rugby, then yeah, Jimmy, I think you're on a hiding to nothing. Joe, what you got? Um, phew, trying to avoid it. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's, it's five aside, American football. Minus the concussions and everything else, uh, just if all that fails, just tell them to touch American football, uh, and and let them imagine, kind of what what goes on. Don't give them anything more. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, there's uh, there's nuances that could go on forever and ever, but uh, yeah, I guess it's uh, uh, but yeah, I suppose you've all had that moment where you you feel like you've got a thirty second window before they. Uh, you just got to be happy over. with with and the nod. It's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's it. Um, okay, next question. Um, obviously, we've got Japan is the Olympics this year, but I believe in four years time. We got is it LA in four years time? Um, and I think that. Um, like football is being considered an Olympic sport. Um, uh, Jimmy, what do you reckon if we, uh, if we should flag ever be considered an Olympic sport? Ooh, it's a it's a tough question. Uh, I I believe that they're trying to get it to the Olympics in 2028, which is in Los Angeles. Uh, right. But yeah, I mean. I, I should say that, yeah, if, if we sort out the X's and O's uh, and make it, well, first of all, we have to choose which uh, version of flag football we should play. But, I mean, overall, I see I see potential as, uh, for flag football to be an Olympic sport, uh, but it's a long way. 
Yes. Yes, it, I, think it, I think it is. I think it is a long way. Uh, Joe, what do you reckon? Um, flag football, I think it's, gone, it's the only realistic format that kind of gets in as such. Um, obviously, I just don't think the sort of kid side of it is ever going to make it just for so many reasons. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think... There's definitely scope for it, but I just don't know if it has the sort of worldwide popularity and exposure um, outside of sort of people who just play American football. Um, I'm not sure how many countries realistically participate, um, which I, I think for an Olympic body probably makes up a large kind of decision making aspect of it is that how many countries can we get to play? How many countries can play? And what's the standard to? Ultimately, is a massive stage. Um, people are, are debating paying to go and watch these events. Would people go and pay and watch them? It's, it's a very, very open, and there's definitely a ton of opportunity for growth given the NFL's investment uh, and and sort of the 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 growing popularity of the NFL in Europe and, and so on. Um, I'm just not not sure it has the worldwide popularity in ter- terms of participation uh, and even just sort of like viewership uh, to really crack into the Olympics, even with sort of eight years to, to get in as such. Yeah, I mean, what do you think about the NFL's influence, though? Obviously, it's uh, they're a, a powerful... A powerful body, and and I, I co-sign what you're saying. I think the tackle game just couldn't fit into the Olympic format, um, and and I guess the NFL prefer the five. So I think it's one of the certainly the, the version that I used to play with them, and the NFL yeah. were kind of more involved. Uh, do you think the NFL are going to um, have a, a stake? I think like, they have a massive, massive influence over um, the USA football sort of side of things. If you have a look at sort of like mass flag, uh, like MP flag, uh, North Pennsylvania, they all went like sort of variations of NFL flag, which is obviously a massive youth initiative in America to get people to play. Um, but I don't, you know, in, in terms of Olympic growth, I don't think that's necessarily where the NFL is helping um, possibly make it an Olympic sport because. Ultimately, America doesn't need any sort of promoting. Um, it's, it's the sort of countries, uh, smaller countries in terms of population that need sort of pushing into the game. Uh, I don't necessarily think America needs any sort of pushing into it. I'll just come on his own, especially when you chuck the word Olympia yeah, yeah. out there. I'm sure you get floods of people wanting to play. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I just don't think the the NFL sort of influence kind of just comes from being on TV and wanting to try it and then hopefully filtering yeah. down to flag. Just doesn't. I don't think there's no direct sort of um, correlation between the two, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, just back back to Jimmy. Actually, you thought. What about the uh, the the current infrastructure? Um, within within flag football, uh, the world flag football, IFAF, and that, do you think that's got enough credibility to, um, uh, you know, kind of uh, 
uh, win over the the, the, the the Olympic Committee no, and the sponsors. No, they, 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 they really need the support of the NFL. And Joe brings up a really big point here that the NFL needs to set aside the U.S. side of it and market it worldwide. And I'm not sure if they're going to be willing to do that uh, because they have the American market already. So they, they need to 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 uh, uh, yeah take the sport to the rest of the world and use their fundings for that. I mean to get to dig in, to get into the Olympics, I think we you kind of need to have at least most parts of the world uh, being uh, participating in the sport, and I don't think we reached that number yet. So. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't even considered that. But when you obviously you go to the world and you think, wow, there's loads of people here. But then you go to a, something like an Olympic event and, uh, yeah, you realize that, um, you know, we, we're very, we're very, got a very narrow appeal in, in that in that market. What are your thoughts, Becky Rafferty? Um, uh, like Jimmy said in the first place, it depends upon what version of it you want to play. I'm going to be really controversial right now. Excellent. Men's flag football confuses me and bores me. Five aside, sorry, five aside, because the pitch is too small. You literally run the ball in the end zone, you've got a touchdown, and it, to me, it's pointless. Whereas women, it just takes us. Oh, we have got women that can pull the length of the pitch. I'm not saying that women can't do that, but it goes more specifically towards the end zone rather than just. Get a touchdown, I feel personally. <laughs> so I think it does really depend upon the version that you put. It's not going to be a fun thing to watch if it's just, oh, look, another one, oh, look, another one, type of thing. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. I think, um, I think it's, when you see, so I suppose my, my comparison, I think you're making there, I get it, because it's like watching men's tennis when you get to two big servers just uh, in the men's tennis. And that can be pretty dull, whereas I find women's tennis can be more interesting because it's, uh, it becomes more of a tactical game. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess one the other part of that is how would you feel about it? Sort of, obviously, if it, was, if it was tomorrow, um, you know, would the... Uh, with the current crop of flag football players that we have, um, still be still being having a fair shout because it got to an Olympic, we got to an Olympic level. Um, would you find that kind of get yeah, a lot of new athletes? Um, you know, some some of those who haven't made the England rugby teams or made or made sort of, sort of the attractive ended up taking over. Um, and would sort of like the current the current crop of flag football lose out? Yeah, they definitely lose out without shadow of a doubt. I mean, as soon as you put the word Olympic sport on sort of any sport in the world, you're going to essentially attract every single good athlete that isn't already in there. Um, anyone that I mean, any sense essentially, if you if you if you are competitive and and sort of driven by uh, an Olympic opportunity, then you. Yeah, there's there's no shadow of a doubt, and and ultimately that that could be the sort of turning point for the sport. Um, the better sort of quality that's on show and the standard of play that gets uh, essentially higher um, can only attract sort of better people, like more athletic people, to come and play, uh, and and essentially increase awareness. Um, because 
you know, you might get one or two names from a different sport that want to want to play, want to make it to the Olympic team, and all of a sudden, uh, you've got you know a lot more exposure. You know, it only takes one or two uh, sort of social media names to come and play the sport and and post one or two things about it, and it's massive. I mean, Vernon Kay kind of raises a little bit of awareness just for American football in Britain. Uh, just because he played for the London Warriors for a few years, so there's definitely um, sort of it, there definitely would be a massive pull in for different different people, different athletes playing different sports, just to get involved. And ultimately, I don't think you can be disappointed in that because there's probably going to be people who are more athletically gifted than you know whatever teams are out there already. Um, I think you just got to be grateful to, to to essentially be in with a with an opportunity to start with. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that went a lot deeper than I expected. Um, <laughs> Jimmy, you're, I know you're currently out of work, but I think you can take IFAF off your uh, potential employers. Um, you think so? Yeah, Why? I think that. I think you just find that in the bridge. Hey, um, fair play to you. Fair play. You, you probably get some. Uh, some other people come in there, don't worry. Um, now, this is going to be particularly interesting. I wrote this without Jimmy in mind, but I thought, I didn't know what was going to come up anyway. Um, as, a, as, a, as a rookie, I'm uh, born and bred in Coventry um, and, and but playing for Leicester Eagles um, early on in my days. I went to the, I went to the, everyone was eating the Eagles. I'll call it a sandwich for now, but it was obviously not. I ordered a batch, and the uh, one asked to be a batch of what? Um, and on my travels, we have a frequent of on my travels kind of question. Um, you know, a batch to me is to have that kind of lump of bread with some, with a filling. Um, what what's, what what is it? To, what is it to you? Uh, let's, go, let's go, Becky. What what's a batch? Cob roll, balm cake, bread cake. What is it in Middlesbrough? It's a bun. a bun. We'll have a bacon bun for breakfast. A bun. Now, a bun to me is a cake. <laughs> no, because a cake's a cake. So what's, <laughs> so what's a Belgian bun? Is that a cake in... I don't know. Is that is that like a Belgian bun? Is that, yeah, is it, do you put that in your beer? What's that? What's... <laughs> Hang on, I tell you what a Belgian bun is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Yo, in, the, in South Wales, what is... What's the word that's used there? I'll be brutally honest, Andrew, when I hear you say these words that you've just spluttered out, I have absolutely <laughs> no idea what it is. Um, um, this is such a highly controversial kind of question. Yes, it is. It um, is. That's what we're about, Joe. <laughs> I just call it a roll, like a bread roll. I don't... A roll. I, I wouldn't really be... Uh, annoyed as some of the northerners get very passionate about this subject but um, it's just a piece of bread to me fair enough now jimmy if you thought the nation got divided by brexit yeah you should, this this is the this is the biggest controversy in the uk and it, and it can become i mean literally i nearly got you know in my rookie year in less i nearly got out of the city from talking about a batch when they they call it a cob by the way 
I guess, I guess in Sweden, is there a more universal word? I, I mean, I don't, I'm not even sure we've made any sense yet, so you don't, might not even know what we're talking about. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. They have too much sense. I would have to... I'm moving to Sweden. <laughs> I guess it's, yeah, it's a, 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 a fist-sized piece of lump of bread um, with a filling. I guess, is that, is that the kind of the best sort of, uh, descriptive way? What would that be called in Sweden? Um, I don't think we have those in Sweden, actually. Oh, you see, that's why everything's... Do you know what? That's why you're so neutral in all, all anything. You know, Sweden is a peaceful nation. It takes... It's neutral. It probably actually just don't deserve them now because of the, yeah. the controversy that it's caused. So. Yeah. We realize that whatever we fill them with, it's going to be a controversy, so we don't have it. They probably just have would it be bread. Pickled... <laughs> yeah, would it be pickled herring? Uh, no. Oh, okay. That's okay. Well, okay. So um, that that controversy will rage on until the the, uh, the end of time, which may or may be closer than we thought. But um, okay, moving on, moving on. In sport, in in the sport, what have you blindly done? When have you blindly done something in the sport and it's turned up golden? You know, um, I think my 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 one was sort of almost horizontal on the floor. Should have grounded, uh, grounded the football as a quarterback, but I threw it up and that. And luckily, I had Shadrach McCook uh, coming down underneath it, and he went, caught it amongst four people and ran it in for a touchdown. It still came up on my stats as a, a touchdown thrown, but then um, Shad felt the same way. Um, Joe, what's been? Oh, yeah. When have you blindly done something in the sport and it's turned up golden? Um, oh, it's better not to talk about playing. Um, don't. Mm, uh, probably pulling the flag. I think that's probably the, the better answer. Yeah. Just because I was just so young and kind of unaware of the world, I think, when I started it. And then uh, just kind of sailed along. And uh, so did my age. I didn't really know much. And it was just getting bigger and bigger. I was completely unaware that, that it could be such a big thing, I guess. Yeah, I do remember when you came along, and uh, it, it was. I did, it did when you started talking about that. I thought, oh my god, this boy's brave. Because how old were you? Were you eighteen when you did that? Um, I was. I would have been sixteen. Sixteen. Oh my stars! And I was like, this lad's brave. He's going to crash and burn. <laughs> and actually, and you, and absolutely, I was totally wrong. You were totally right. Put the flag. It was. Um, it was a website, a web-based uh, news uh, uh, news thing. That he really carried for a long time. Uh, John Hill obviously joined you. Yeah, I, I don't. His... I don't think I'd really even say that I done too much. I think I come up with the name, the initial logo uh, props. If you know what that looks like, um, which was designed yeah, actually yeah. by my friend who was only fifteen at the time, so he done pretty well on that. Um, but ultimately. Uh, is the later stages, the people who come in and wanted to help, the John Hills, the Neils, uh, that just like took the whole website to a new level. I mean, John especially, um, yeah. done more for this community than me, and that's not even close. Modest as ever, <laughs> but I think, I think the impetus was all yours and the, the drive was, was incredible. Um, uh, Jimmy? Uh, when have you blindly done something in the sport and turned up golden? 
Um, well, before I knew what flag football was, I was uh, coaching women's tackle football. And a friend of mine just asked me if I wanted to help him on the sidelines uh, for the Swedish national championship. And I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, a year later, I was on the coaching staff of the senior men's team, national team. So yeah, I guess it turned out all right to just go down to one. I think I'd been to one practice before I went to the national championship. So that's uh, that's not a bad debut, actually. I suppose if you're going to make it, uh, did you win? Uh, we finished second. That'll do for start. Yeah, for start. We, we always finish second to the 86ers from Uppsala. Yeah. So. Oh, 86. And why are they called the 86ers? Uh, I think the team was formed in 1986. Perfect. And, and why? And how many sharks do you get in your locality? Um, I think we have about 25 or something, men and women. No, I meant actual sharks, as in the mammals oh. in, the, in the local Oh, yeah. Uh, none. <laughs> ah, okay. Fair enough. But you are, it's a, it's a, it's a, it is by the seaside, isn't it? So, nah, not really. <laughs> I'm trying to bail you out here. Yeah, hey. I, I can't bail myself out of this one. So, <laughs> it's just a weird name, I guess. Fair enough. Becky, save me. What have you blindly done? <laughs> when have you blindly done something in the sport and it's turned up golden? Well, mine's kind of a series of events because. I was at uni, I knew nothing about American football, I'd never seen it. I got asked if I'd like to go to the first row around. I went, I did all right. I got invited to a women's project, and here I am, how many years? I forgot how many years I've been doing, seven? Uh, elite women was 2013, so yeah, seven years. Yeah, you're a... Uh, uh, yeah, so seven years later, here I am, I've uh, got us... Helped get my contact team into Division One. I'm coached for Division One North Champions. I've played the Silver Lions, I've played Elite Women's. I've played really well when I played for Steelers. Had the best time playing for Widows. So yeah, my series of events that led up to EWP. Fair enough. Yeah, a series of blind, <laughs> blind chance, and it turned up gone. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I must admit, I've made a career of uh, of, of doing that as well. Um, it's, it's, so, uh, yeah, fair play to you. Okay. Final question. Final question. Um, and yeah, I haven't mentioned this for twenty minutes now. So, um, what could we do to improve the flag attendance at the back of convention? Um, Joe Cottrell, you, you've, yeah, I, I will say it again. I thought, I thought your your talk last week was the best. It was the most relevant. It was the most progressive. Thank you. And, and, and to be fair, your, your colleague, your colleague uh, uh, was, was also equal, equal to that. But um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, what what what. What, what can we do to improve flag attendance at BAFTA conventions? Um, I think it's quite tough. I think you've just got to be self-motivated to, to kind of um, be at those sort of events and, and whether you want to essentially learn and, and kind of progress. Um, find it a very strange community at times on the basis of 
Um, there's a lot of people who kind of talk about being better and everything, but I just don't know where people are kind of learning from. Um, I, I was like previously, I, I remember reaching out to a couple of teams. Uh, this was probably about two, three years ago. They were just getting started, and I thought, you know, I'll try and give them a little boost, just try and give them some like basic kind of stuff. And and some people just don't want want to know, to be honest. So I just kind of let them learn be I've always had like a door open approach as if if someone wanted to ask me something I'm I'll happily um give them a, give them sort of an opinion um as such um but I, I just honestly I think it just comes down to motivation the people who want to learn and get better um especially as coaches will just essentially be there um and and I saw like some familiar faces at my talk um, and I know they're the sort of people who want to see the sort of sport progress and they want to progress themselves. I've got, like, you know, I've got all the time in the world for those people. I've had a couple of them message me after a convention just to say, how how can we sort of implement these kind of things? And, you know, happily door open approach, like I say, to that kind of stuff, because ultimately I want to see sort of the youth and sort of great British sides get better and if if I can sort of give an opinion that helps out then by all means do but it's just it's a tough sort of question really um it comes down to sort of motivation and and whether people want to be there I think Mm -hmm. I mean Becky you're on the uh on the other side of that kind of situation I mean um what would what would what what's kind of been holding you back from uh, going to a convention Tell you what, let's ask Jimmy that question because Becky's just <laughs> Becky's just fell off the off the thing. Yeah, so Jimmy, um, what we have in this country is 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 a the the coaches association organised convention. Um, we do get some incredibly. We, I mean, it's usually a couple of NFL or uh, people with NFL experience. Actually, we'll we'll go back to Becky because I think it just follows on well from um, what Joe was saying. So, yeah, Becky, you've never been to a BAFTA convention. Um, what's kind of uh, held you back so um, far? If I'm honest, I've not seen anything about it. I've not heard anything about them, and I follow so many different pages, and I'm just not aware. At all, of any of it. Wow, uh, that's, that's I mean that's uh, that's a, that's a, a real surprise because yeah, it does get. Uh, I mean that just shows you. I may, maybe that's just the way um, uh, the, the way the kind of the the analytics on on Facebook in that uh, uh, happen because I've even when I've not been involved in it, I've never missed it because it's uh, it, it, it comes up. Um, um, but I so, so you, I mean if. You know, obviously, I mean, now myself and Joe are aware you're going to get at least two emails and, and messages saying where the Bafka convention is. Would you? Would you be? Would you be? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I think it's really interesting hear other people and their concepts and things and sharing ideas. It's just really important and growing the sport, which we still really need to focus on. Very true. Very true. Yeah. So, uh, Jimmy. Um, yeah. We, what we do have, we have the BAFCA convention. It's the uh, coaching coaching association. They arrange a convention each year. 
get some guest speakers from the US, um, um, often with NFL and sort of top college experience. Um, it's obviously a lot of it is focused on tackle football, but um, there's lots of takeaways for flag football players and coaches. And 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 yes, there is some flag. There's you know there's usually um, some flag football specific elements as, as well. And um, do you have anything like that in Scandinavia or the Nordics? Um, we we do, but it's not that wide. It's uh, I think they have one or two every year, uh, but it's kind of for a narrow crowd. Uh, nothing for flag football, uh, but I I don't. I think that's because that's our own fault, really. Uh, we should want to educate each other to make the sport bigger. Uh, we're really bad on that. So we we need that uh, up here uh, in both in Sweden and I think I think Finland are uh, a lot further ahead on that part than we are. So yeah, we we really need it desperately. So. I mean that's interesting to hear because it, it's something. It's been a bit of a conundrum for myself, and and you know obviously Joe was kind of scratching his head there, trying to kind of recognise that uh, you know the conventions are really well attended, really well organised, big big events, um, and yeah, it's uh, it, there's you, you know there's there's a little bit of a a bridge to be uh, crossed between flag football, getting more and more flag football coaches there. But it's interesting that you know it's. Uh, that, that you know what 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 you don't have in 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 Scandinavia. Um, I mean, Joe. I mean, what what what's your thought? I mean, I think some people think it's a bit of a an old boys network, a bit of a closed shop. Have you ever found that going to the convention that um, you kind of get any sort of frozen um, out? Or I wouldn't anything? say so. Um, there's definitely some sort of like I think it just comes with experience and sort of age where. I've known you for X amount of years. Ultimately, I'm comfortable, uh, you know, making jokes and and sort of talking to the sort of same crowd. There's not too much that sort of changes, um, as long as it's not centric around those people. It's just definitely fine. And I've not really ever come across a coach that's like really sort of um, reserved and and not willing to you know sort of say hello or anything. So. Um, I wouldn't say so. I definitely encourage people to go, um, but but Wayne Hill's doing a fantastic job at trying to sort of develop uh, a more sort of connected coaches network now. I think, um, and I think sort of Kenny, along with Wayne Hill, is really just trying to develop some sort of flag uh, oriented sort of coach sort of plan. Um, and I think if anyone's going to be able to do it, it's definitely Kenny. He's absolutely full of ideas. Um, I think he's more of a... Uh, it's, it's coming, just be ready for it and, and sort of get on board with it, be supportive of it. Um, but, yeah, ultimately it is exceptional, um, exceptional sort of clinic to go to. Um, you just don't, don't really understand how much information is out there and the, the sort of experience from the, the people talking um, last year, there was um, the Georgia Tech defensive coordinator. I sat in at that talk and just saw every sort of two sentences. You've just learned something new. It's just at a, a stage, it just kind of gets the information overload. 
Um, but yeah, definitely recommend. Yeah, me too. And and I think I think you're right. I think it, I think by its very nature, the fact that it's a convention, it's it's people there to learn and share. Um, as a flag football coach, I've never had any real issues with anybody, uh, you know, being cold shouldered. Everyone's really welcoming, willing to share. And so, you know, and you just pick and choose the, the, the um, discussion to go to. As a flag football coach, I'm not going to sit on necessarily on the O-line positional coach, but, you know, the DBs, um, the wide receivers, the QB clinics are absolutely relevant. And even some of the defensive stuff when, when you're talking about sort of um, schemes, you, there's lots of stuff that you can translate into flag football. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I, I've I've been to I can't even I can't even uh, remember how many I've been to, and they, they are fantastic experiences. No, I absolutely, I think you get almost overwhelmed by the amount of information and, uh, and knowledge that's kind of um, thrown at you. And it's uh, I, I can co-sign what you're saying there, Joe. About sometimes it's. Uh, um, you know, uh, it, it is, you know, every other sentence you are picking up some new stuff. And uh, yeah, and even if you're just a fanboy, I mean, some of the, you know, I've met some of the, um, uh, I've, I've met a load of Super Bowl winners from the LA Ranch, from the Chicago Bears. So even from that point of view, it's uh, it, it's pretty cool. So um, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's just, a, it's, it's that eternal conundrum. And maybe it is someone like Kenny uh, with his, uh, Effusive personality and his knowledge of the game uh, that might be the one to to, to win yeah, it over. Yeah, definitely. I, I think Alan Young made a fantastic sort of start, and I was actually a bit gutted that he set down his flag lead um, because I, I feel like his experience and his exposure to sort of international flag um, is just sort of unmatched in a sort of person that has that sort of mind. Um, and I, I think within the next sort of season or so, I think he's the type of person that would have tried to kick off a, a convention, even if it be online or something, just to uh, start to build something. Because ultimately, you're going to have to start somewhere. And, you know, the sort of cost associated with running a convention for 10, 20, 10 15 people who turn up are not necessarily friendly and enticing. But, yeah, I wholeheartedly believe in sort of Kenny Wayne Hill, the current people, to sort of kick something on. That's the uh, almost the end of the show. Um, just go back around for some any other business. Any other business, with Jimmy? Yeah, uh, earlier this week or last week, we heard of the cancellation of the World Championship in Copenhagen. Uh, I think that's going to have a massive implications on what we discussed earlier about the Olympics, for one thing. But it's going to have a massive implication of those countries like Sweden, uh, who don't get that much international play or much play at all because we have we don't have that many teams. Uh, so traveling abroad to uh, well other countries to play and participate in tournaments and such is going to be quite hard uh, with this going on. And especially cancellation of the World Championship is going to be—it's uh, going to be difficult to motivate a lot of players to keep playing uh, for a few more years for the next championship. Yeah, it's definitely a big kick in the teeth. I was unbelievably shocked to see uh, it being postponed, given that the Olympics is 
currently going ahead and debatably in a bigger crisis zone than Copenhagen. Um, and obviously being the current GB set back, obviously I can't even sort of explain the sort of, sort of grief, if you like, from uh, the group chat that we all kind of use. It's just so it was supposedly meant to be quite a big showcase for Copenhagen um, with organisers from sort of the Olympics being there to sort of assess where the sport is. So in that aspect, yeah, massive, massive implications. But it's also a worldwide event, so it is kind of um, a bit, bit sort of crap, if you like, to uh, not see it go ahead. Um, especially from a GB point of view, where we were seconds away from, you know, sort of setting up a, a really big sort of uh, playoff push in the Euros. So for me. I'm a bit gutted because I feel like we were really on the path to uh, building something quite special, which is um, obviously upsetting. Sure. I mean, Becky, I mean, with the, the, the GB women getting to the final last year, um, the momentum must, must have been, you know, you can feel it. What, what, how do you think that's going to affect uh, GB women's kind of well, progress? Obviously, we've been through this with the GB women where they Obviously, the girls are unreal, and they didn't do as well a few years ago. They didn't get to the point of being able to play the next year, and yet came back the year after stronger than ever and did better. So, on the first thing, because of the women that we have playing, I don't think it's going to have an impact if they're all good. Phenomenal players, teammates. But it is it is devastating to do that. But I don't think it's going to impact on them in the way that maybe it might have been it could. I guess, uh, yeah, we, we it's wait and see. But um, yeah, I think it's it's absolutely devastating blow for everybody involved. I do feel for you, uh, particularly Joe. It's you know you were you were kind of anticipating going there, and uh, and I, I guess. It's, yeah, it's the probably it's the biggest moments of your life. I think you know I've been I've been lucky actually not to play no chance as a as a coach. It's a fantastic uh, moment, and uh, you know um, I can I can I just feel for everyone on a on an emotional kind of level. But um, yeah, I guess it's the same for everybody. Um, and you know, sometimes uh, the world life kind of uh, takes place. And, and I I think I read somewhere that the uh biggest reason for cancellation is that you, we don't know how far this is going to spread and a lot of teams already now have to make sure that they can travel with cost and everything and it, it, it is a minor sport we, we don't have the financial backings that the bigger sports and, and things have so uh, better safe than sorrow I guess but uh, the child inside of me is just saying no, no, no so, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think we could all co sign that. I think we can all see that. Yeah, we're all kind of spitting our dummies out a bit and uh, having a tantrum. But uh, yeah, maybe we have to listen to the adults every so often and, and, uh, and take it. But that's a fair point about the travel as well. Yeah, it's a lot of money to have, um, you know, cancelled if, if, if you booked it. And um, yeah, I guess it's, you know, although it's a, it's, um, a, a while away, it, People would be booking stuff 
um, you know, uh, planes and, and hotels and, uh, and yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, maybe in hindsight, it, it might turn out that it was it was an overreaction, but equally in hindsight, it might have saved, um, gosh, who knows what it might have saved, but uh, I, I get it, I understand it, and yeah, I think you're right, the child in is, is a very, very disappointed and uh, is going to have a bit of a tantrum, uh, but uh, yeah, I guess we, um, uh, we we regroup and we uh, we go again in the Euros, um, wherever that may be. Uh, maybe that's a question. For me. Um, anybody else got any other business? I think that's uh, that's quite a, a, a big piece of uh, I feel, business. I feel like we Anything need to lighten the mood and see what Jimmy and Joe think about the flag. <laughs> Just flag or not the flag? What's that? Sorry. <laughs> Wag. Wag. Andrew. Wag. Your glove. Wag. S W A G. Swag. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, you're cutting out. No, I, I, I don't believe in it. it it's nonsense. If I, if, if, if I was in charge, we'd just all play in plain kits and and black boots. But um. Yeah, what what's your thoughts on that one? Uh, what's, thoughts, what's your thoughts, you Joe? Want. Have fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're such so a pretty weird. boy, though. You can get away with it. You just, Jimmy, Jimmy. Is it? Is it? I don't know if you've heard. Yeah, I don't know if it, how this translates, but swag. It's basically the. Yeah, uh, we, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. We we, we, we know what like swag is. We're, we're not Neanderthals up here. <laughs> <laughs> We got MTV. <laughs> you know what we're talking about. Uh, well, and anything to you know motivate you to actually go out on the pitch and play is good for me. It doesn't matter what you if if it's the shoes you wear or if the gloves you wear or if it's a ridiculous headband or whatever. You you do your thing and be happy on the field. Then I'm happy as a coach and as a spectator. Fair enough. Yeah. Look, was it was it uh, and the ensemble right. look good. Feel good, play yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and ridiculous me. headbands, um, Joe. My hairline's still intact, so I'm going to make use of it whilst I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. On that note, I don't, well, I don't want to go any further when we talk about hair, <laughs> hairlines. I think we'll end it there. Thank you so much uh, for your, uh, it's been a pleasure. your conversation this evening. Becky Rafferty, thank you. On birthday, thank good night. Thank you, and good night. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and Fifteen Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all of our shows. Also, check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customized sportswear supplies.